BTG Nation, here's part two of our three-part series for this episode. This will be episode 22, and we'll be focused on the ones they did not know about, the fallen soldiers. Let's switch the energy up a little bit, right? And so we got a couple of things that we haven't pulled out the bag yet that we've been sitting on because the podcast is going to grow and we're going to bring some new things uh, every year, hopefully, inshallah. But it's like the perfect moment. Um, we have a segment segment we call Fallen Soldiers. Um, this is for those players that were big time, but our generation doesn't know about them. Um, it's something that, you know, within the basketball world, this guy's a legend or this guy did a lot for hoop as far as making it grow. And everybody within the basketball world knows who he or she is, but it's time to shed some light on that person. So for our Fallen Soldiers segment, and this is one where Coach King leads. He, he goes in, OG goes in, and he pulls out from the mental roller decks. A few names that, hey, you guys don't know, but you should know. And so, OG, what you got for us for the fallen soldiers today? Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the name, but I want you to kind of read off some mm. this guy's concept because this is your this is your team. Yeah, this is you got to know this more than anybody. Um, I want to talk about one of the all time Laker greats that his name is his his jersey is retired, his name is mentioned, but he doesn't get the love that he deserves. And that's Elgin Baylor. The late, great Elgin Baylor just passed away not too long ago. And he's a person that if he had the um, the visibility in terms of social media and things like that, now that the basketball world would, would, would definitely stand up. And, and applaud him because he's a bad, Listen. he was a bad man. So Kobe always credits him learning his crossover and pull-up jumper from watching Elgin, mm -hmm. right? I do remember hearing that. But Elgin is also a legend because he's from the DMV. Yeah. With the spin guard, like he's right there, DC, DC guy. So I'm going to read the stats right here. Over 14 years as a Laker, Elgin Baylor averaged 27, 13 boards, and four assists. No, 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 no. Let's and then right. he had three years. Hold on, hold on. 27.7. So that's yeah, 28. 28, 28 and 14. And 14. 14 boards. 28 and 14. And then his three best scoring <laughs> years, 90, 1960, 61, and 62. He averaged 35, 38, and 34. But his circumstances were a bit different, right? And so it started in college. We've never heard of Seattle University. Now, one time, I don't even know how he went from D.C. to Seattle, right? <laughs> so that's a story we should we got to look into. We got to look that up. But in 1958, Elgin Baylor led Seattle University to the Final Four against Kansas State, Temple, and Kentucky Wildcats. That's the Adolph Ruff Rupp era. Like Seattle University. They're not even supposed to be there. Come on, man. Yeah. And like that's like Bill Russell taking San Francisco University. <laughs> you know, that's, that's gangster right there. Right. Um, and then losing in a championship game where he had, he was still named MVP, double teamed that entire night against that Kentucky team. And he had 25 points and 19 boards. 
<laughs> Man. This is this is fresh off. This is fresh out of DC, right? And then just to give you an insight on what the pay was like during that year. Yes, he won Rookie of the Year in 1959, um, where he was making twenty two thousand dollars in 1958, making him the second highest paid player behind Wilt. And that's ground. Who, that was groundbreaking money back then. Yeah, which was twenty. And Wilt was making twenty two thousand five hundred, right? <laughs> and now you've been telling me stories about that time and when he was playing. That makes what he did even more incredible. I don't even hold back. Don't give me no like. Just tell the truth. Go ahead deep into what he was doing outside of hoops. Was hoop really the priority? <laughs> like how is and I'm going to look up what twenty twenty two thousand is equivalent to now. Okay, you know, despite him averaging these massive numbers and playing for a historic franchise, uh, one of the building blocks of the Lakers actually, um, people don't know that he missed games on the weekends because he was in the Army Reserves. You know, go, go slow. I mean, yeah, well, let me say, he, I mean, sorry, he would only play on weekends because he was in Army Reserves. And I couldn't remember what it was exactly, but he also had another job as well. So we're talking about a man who's an NBA all time great that had a job, a job, and he's still coming in and he's still playing against other greats and putting up numbers. And so, you know, I'm always telling Coach Ryan about how to, today's players are, you know, complain too much and, and you know, and they don't realize that they're actually very, very blessed in comparison to the circumstances that the older players had to go through um, to build the foundation that the NBA has right now. And Elgin Baylor was a prime example of this, man. Elgin Baylor was also an actor. <laughs> This is crazy, but no, like you, what you just said is that Elgin ba Elgin Baylor was in the Army Reserves and didn't play every game yep. because he was in the Army Reserve. Like what Jerry West was his teammate, right? Yeah, and Will. Yep. Like because on winning time they talked about that because <laughs> he got one ring, yep. right? He might have had more if it was full time, but. Really, because you got the your pops got to really live through that era. Yeah. Like, what was the legend like with that though? Just well, you know, we talk about the pay, we talk about the job, but we didn't even talk about the added, you know, mm. difficulty in terms of circumstance with racism. Yeah, you know, there there were a lot of factors that built that led to the legend of these guys. You know, oh man, Elgin just had seventy one last night. You know, and that's after, you know, he can't stay in the same hotel with his teammates. That's after he can't eat dinner in the same restaurant with his his teammates. Um, I think, I can't remember the, what town they were in, but they actually went to go play somewhere. And the only place in town that would serve them dinner was a truck rest stop. Mm. You know, and we're talking about... The Lakers. Yeah, we're talking about... We're talking about an individual that's one of the all-time Laker greats wouldn't, wasn't allowed to be served dinner. And he had to go to a rest stop, a truck rest stop outside of town. So that's, so you, you put that in the context in terms of what players have today. Shut the hell up and play, man. Hmm. Shut the hell, shut, what was the equivalent of the money right back then? 220. 
thousand. That's what it would be today. Come on, man. Yeah. That three points sixty-six. So, now so now you understand why you had a job. Right. You know, you got a right. family, you gotta support your family. So in LA. In in LA. Yeah. You know, so and there's taxes still. <laughs> so I'm sure yeah. there were. You know, just I feel like, man, there's gotta be something where, you know, you're you're pretty good at this. We we need to start an initiative, man, where all the organizations that have jerseys retired from the older guys, there needs to be a social media push periodically, mm-hmm. once a year, to just mm-hmm. recognize them, to push that to the younger generation so they can have a better respect for the game and and know that what you see now wasn't always the norm. Right. You know, some people had to put up with a lot of um, you know, a lot of crap and and break down a lot of barriers to make the game what it is today yeah. and still perform at a high level. You know, we ask guys to perform at a high level now just by giving 110% effort. When those guys gave 110% effort in spite of everything else. Yeah. And that was that was 14 seasons. But how would you describe Elgin Baylor's game though? Cuz you know, we don't have any footage. We don't have any. They might have some old tapes that get played around, but from what you we heard from your pops, what you did, what you were able to see, if you were able to see anything um, with clips. But what? How would they describe his game? Like, how would you break it down and make it visible? Or something that imagery wise. How can I say um, from clips I've seen and just listening to my dad? How can I say this, man? Big, fast. Powerful and smooth. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, almost like a LeBron type, but without the without the vision right. the passing, you know, but more of a more of a killer instinct, you know. Um, you're in my way, I'm gonna run over you mm. and, and get buckets. And, you know, based on some of the things that we talked about that he had to overcome every night, you can see why he's playing with some anger. Oh man. <laughs> so, you know, but he, you know. This is spontaneous. Yeah. But do you think Coach Jones will answer the phone right now? Oh, he might. He might. Let me let me give him a call. Let's see. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Let me let me disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this would be good, man, to get Jones. Let's see it's, it's up right now for you to be to BTA too. All right. Yeah, so we're gonna try to get the OG. If y'all remember OG was on earlier in the season and he gave us some of those legendary breakdowns on what the game used to be like. You know, he gave us a Moses Malone story. So this Elgin Baylor stuff is right up his alley. This is yeah, this is backyard. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's ringing. I know he was busy, man. He was selling his house. Coach. Coach, <laughs> what's up, man? Nothing much. I got Coach Ryan on the phone right here. What's up? What's up, Coach? How we what's doing? Up? What's up? We good. How you doing? Excuse me, Coach Ryan. <laughs> that sounds crazy right now, OG. <laughs> so, so Coach, um, do you have a quick minute to talk? Sure, I'm driving. I can have a quick minute for Coach Ryan. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> thank, thank. So, so we're we're live right now, um, filming an episode of the podcast, and we're just we're just trying to give um, the listeners a little bit on Elgin Baylor, and um, and so the 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 latest topic was um, we need to describe his game, and so Ryan thought it'd be a good idea to call you because 
you know, you're somebody that got a chance to actually see him play and you can describe his game a little bit. Elgin Baylor was the early version of Dr. J. Mm -hmm. He he was the early 50s version of Dr. J. They used to talk about Elgin Baylor could go up for a jump shot and he would hang there for a second. And like, Elgin said, well, I'm just going to wait till you go down and I'm going (laughs) to say Elgin uh, Elgin was, I would say, probably the first real, real superstar that was African-American in the Washington, D.C. area. Hmm. He was, I mean, he he was the man in the Washington metropolitan area in the early 50s. Okay. Now, my question is, is how does... does a guy from Spingarn end up at Seattle University. Well, that was just, actually he went to Spingarn, right? But he first went to uh uh before he went to Spingarn, he went to Felt. He actually went to Felt first. Mm, okay. He went to Felt for if I'm not I can't remember if he went there for one year or two years, but he went to Felt first. He actually dropped out of school. Oh, he wow. Dropped out of school. Yeah, he dropped out of school for a year because he, Elton was like, hey, you know, I, I don't I don't need college. He was interested in basketball, but he wasn't a basketball fanatic. Because you got to remember in those days, basketball was just another sport. Today, basketball is a fanatic. It's fanatic. In that, in that day and time, it wasn't. So he actually dropped out. Uh, dropped out of Bell. I think he hung without for a year, maybe a year and a half. Then he, when he went back, he went back to Spencon. Mm. That's amazing. I think he even sat out a year at Seattle before he played. Yeah, he did. He actually was playing for, I can't remember, like one of those semi-pro teams. Uh, today it would be an AAU team that he played with. And that's how he kind of got out west. Mm. Because mm. Elsie like a, 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 a what's those a Rolling Stone? <laughs> Elgin really yeah, Elgin just rolled. Yeah, and uh, he was even undecided about playing professional basketball. We can I tell. Mean, it, 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 yeah, he was. Um, I guess the game. He was one of those guys that the game came so easy for, right? That uh, you know, it didn't didn't face him one way or the other. Plus. The other thing you got to remember, Elgin grew up during segregation. And I know, Ron, I know you know where, where Turkey Ticket is, right? I haven't heard of that. Yeah, you haven't heard of it? It was a playground that everybody used to go to. And then I guess about, ooh, maybe five or six blocks from Catholic University. Okay. And Elgin grew up in that area, right? So his attraction to basketball wasn't like, you know, this is what I got to do. Because keep this, think this is something that's interesting. Turkey tickets was only for white people to play, and mm. they used to lock the gates, so they could not go in there and play. So basketball was a hit of this sport. Actually, they were so poor they didn't have a basketball. They first worked out with tennis balls. They finally got a volleyball, and at some point, they finally got a raggedy basketball. Man. 
Look, that's a. We didn't know y'all were getting that gym today. That that <laughs> one right there was heavy because I'm sitting here listening because I, I I remember hearing about the pull up jumper because I remember Kobe talking about Elgin is who he watched and Elgin was the one that he saw pull up and then he was like, all right, I got to go back to the court and practice this. But when I when Coach tells me Elgin Baylor was averaging 30, <laughs> averaging 28, 14, and 4 for a career, but he was in the Army Reserve on a week, during the week, or he had yep. a side job, like... Yep, yep, because at that time, you got drafted, and if you got drafted, you went. So mm. a lot of guys, in order to not get drafted, would join the reserve, because uh, if, if you got drafted, you were gone. But uh, Elgin, uh, and a lot of guys during that time, uh, actually joined the reserve, so they could, you know, play ball and and uh, and be and serve their country also because it was mandated in those days. So if you got drafted, you went. So because hell, I was a kid. I was a kid. I was going to get drafted. <laughs> Hey, um, Coach, so did you know that um, Elgin was an actor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You and never told me that, man. Renaissance man. Well, I had an older cousin who hung out in D.C., and he got to know a lot of those guys. You know, just he's, he's passed away now, but he, you know, he told me a lot. He took me to a lot of places when I was a kid. Mm. So, yeah. So Elgin was like Jim Brown in the black exploitation movies. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. Elgin does look like he could have played Goldie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Rest hey, in peace. Hey, <laughs> hey, coach. Um, Matt, right now, who's your favorite to win it? Oh, oh, oh. Well, See? because. Y'all call me because you call me the OG. I'm gonna go with the OG. Okay. Golden State. Okay. Okay. Now, it could. It, I'm thinking if Boston figures out that they can, because I'm thinking that everybody in Boston is gonna have to guard somebody that Golden State has at least four guys that are offensive threats. Yep. Right. That means that Tatum and and Brandon are gonna have to match up with somebody that can play. So I'm thinking if they can handle their matchup and can do what they did against the previous series against uh, Boston, they got a shot. But right now, I got to go with those. Mm -hmm. My question is, where, where does Steph Curry rank all time if he wins this or if he loses? Or does it change for you regardless of the result? It doesn't change. I still think that uh, uh, Steph is one of the all-time great shooters of all time. Mm -hmm. As far as my list, he wouldn't change. Um, uh, he's still a great shooter, one of the greatest shooters I've seen. You know, and I think the only thing that really separates uh, uh, Steph from earlier shooters is that he shot the three. You know, but there's been some incredible shooters down through the years. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that just makes a difference now is he's a three-point shooter. You know, uh, you have people like, a, on top of my head, like a, a Bill Chenier, uh, 
talk about uh, uh, maybe a, I don't say walk crazy. He wasn't in that that category. Uh, a Wally Jones. Uh, 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 oh, Jerry West. Uh, the only thing that separated that that one more point that mm. they that, that back the jump shot. I think that just makes it it elevates his level, but to me, it doesn't elevate his skill levels compared to those shooters that were out, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say not only the the difference in the one point, but also the style of play. You know, um, yeah. you know the yeah. guys, the guys you just named. You know, Jerry Westland. The one thing they could also do, they could always, they could also get to the bucket at will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right. And so that right. was a thing. You know, right. that, that just wasn't the the way the game was played. Because there, there's no doubt right. in my mind that if you if you went back and the, the style of play changed a little bit, I mean, there'd be a lot of guys that could put up buckets. Because if you think about the late '80s, early '90s. Those Denver Nuggets teams, mm, Cindy Moncrief, oh, man, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah. they were putting up yeah. numbers, yeah. yeah, you know, that's the way right. they played. Mm. That's some more stuff right. in there. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I'm a, right. I, I'm a Laker I'm guy. I'm a Laker guy, so I can't pick Celtics. Like I, I don't want to see that. That's going to disgust me, but. You know, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to hear the Warriors talk if they win because I don't. This I think the Steph media frenzy is you know super biased because I don't think they ever talk about them objectively. But you know, I'm gonna say Warriors in seven. You, you got to be careful with Coach um, because uh, you know Ryan has a a bias against light skinned people, Coach, <laughs> and I keep telling him. I say, Coach Coach Jones, light skinned. So man, yeah. you know, you attacking my, him. My favorite people in the world, like yeah, you know, shout out to moms and James. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but thank you for that, OG, because we we definitely w- were wanting to hear more about the Elgin Baylor energy. Um, but one last question about Elgin, because you you talked about last time we called, you gave us the the mystique of Moses Malone, right? And if you had a chance to see him play outside of the court, or if you just had the chance to sit and listen to people talk about Elgin Baylor's game, what was what was that like? If you were like a fly on the wall, the thing that they talk about all the time with Elgin Baylor and the unique quality that he had. I said this book was he had that illusion that he was hanging in the air, mm-hmm. and actually, he actually had a one-hand jump shot. He mm. would go up in there and he would actually take his left hand off the ball and shoot it with his right hand. So mm. you know how everybody goes up now and you release the ball and it's usually with both hands at the same time. Mm. Or almost simultaneously. Elgin's acting, you could see him take his left hand off and shoot that ball all right-handed. Right. So, so coach, um, you know, because I didn't get a chance to see Elgin like that. And, you know, ex- with the exception of clips and things like that. But I saw for his time, he was he was a rather large wing. You know, he was big for a small forward back then and athletic. And so from what I saw when Ryan asked me, I had always, you know, put everything in text of, uh, of LeBron, but more of a scores mentality than LeBron. Because, uh, right. you know, 
Elgin got buckets. Yeah, and, and he boarded too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he was a right. big, strong guard, you know. It's like for me, right. when I always think of Dr. J, you know, I'm always thinking about Mike. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're a little more, they were tough, of course, but a little more finesse. Right. You know, right. LeBron comes at right. you, brawler. He gonna run, he gonna he gonna run over you. Yeah. You know, um Right, right, right. Right. So um, so we got to find some clips of Elgin and put him sure. So I, my question is with that team, because Elgin played with Wilt and Jerry West, right? Yep. He did, he did not play with Wilt. He played with Wilt in the summertime. He played with Jerry West, but he never played professionally with them. Now, him and Wilt were best friends because Wilt was actually his best man at his wedding. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he was his best man. Actually, he was not the original best man. If I'm not mistaken, I think the original best man was, I want to say, Wally Jones. Wally Jones played for the 76ers back in the day mm-hmm. when they had Chamberlain, Chet uh, Walker, Hal Griggs. But, well, I mean, uh, Will Jones got so drunk <laughs> at, the, at the party at the basketball party that Wilt stepped in to be his best man because Wally Jones couldn't make it. <laughs> hey, man. King, that sounds like your type of party. Shut up, man. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yo, well, well, hold on. The the year they won it, though, I saw that um, Elgin played the first nine games before he got injured with, yep. the, with those three. Yep. So... Right. So they end, they ended up beating the Knicks, but can you imagine if Elgin didn't get hurt? Yeah, he got injured the first nine games of the season. Yep. But mm, mm. right. well, well, I think the other thing that was really sad is that Elgin never got a chance to win an NBA championship. And I, I, I think the other thing that kind of I won't say punishes, but kind of um, downplays the talent. Is that you know he got into that lawsuit with with a guy named Donald Sterling. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think that kind of hurt his image also. Not that he did anything wrong, but you you know uh, uh, allowed to sue people, and I I, I think that kind of hurt him um, by going into you know management with them. Yeah. With him. So yeah. I I think those kind of things kind of, I would say, brought him down as far as his reputation was concerned. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing, too, was when at one time, and this was way back, the NBA Finals used to, was not on TV. It used to come on day, delayed broadcast. Yeah. So the other problem that the Lakers had was that you never saw them play because they were on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw them when they came east. So I think that's the other thing that 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 hurt Elgin that he didn't have the same exposure that you know that I guess just years later when Dr. J came to right. So that's why I think a lot of people don't understand or, or got a chance to see him play. Mm. You know, but uh, as far as Allen was concerned, he was second to none. He was the prelude to to Dr. J. Michael Jordan and all them. He was doing that. Man, that's beautiful. So to our listeners, that's another nugget for you guys. We wanted to make sure, because we're starting a segment called Fallen Soldiers or the ones you don't know about. And um, Elgin is our first one that we we brought up. 
Um, and it's, it's important that we make sure we bring history back to the forefront so that the young bucks can respect the game, you know, the way that I was taught to respect the game. So we appreciate you, right. Coach. Um, we're definitely going to keep going. No and over the summer when Coach gets back, I'm sure you guys are going to have some talks that we're going to spark a few more conversations going forward. But that was big time. We appreciate you. Drive safe, man. All right, man. Y'all take care now. Love right. you much. All right, Coach. Take care. Peace. Peace. All right. Take care now. That's that's tough. And to think about that, right? We talk about being associated with Donald Sterling. <laughs> you know, because that's one of the things when I Googled Elgin to check up everything else, he Donald Sterling, that lawsuit does pop up. Yeah. Right. And for a legend like that to be associated with him. And then, you know, he also was in the winning time series because it kind of showed that Dr. Buss kind of finessed him into getting doing some things so he can have the organization because he knew if Donald Sterling was there, the Clippers were never going to be <laughs> any good. Right. But man, those little things like that that we don't know. Yep. What? Will, Will was his best man because his man was too drunk? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Will doesn't get the love he deserves just for being just being a gorilla on and off the court. I mean, we we might have, like I said, I have in my notes to have an entire episode dedicated to Will, right? <laughs> so that just, that's going to require a team because I need some people to go do some research <laughs> and find some clips and some pics because Will got a lot with him, right? And that story is dope, but... Um, fallen soldiers. Anything you want to reiterate, or or Jim, you want to leave with the people before we close out on Elgin Baylor? Like you want them to go look for something, go study for something, or or what is it? Um, just you know, I think he. I want to say, is there a book that he has? I'm not. I can't remember. I'm so far behind because we've been so busy. But I I would like for people just to go back and because. Um, Social media has so many, um, you know, resources to pull up old clips and and video and stuff. You know, I'm sure somewhere out there, mm -hmm. there's something on Elgin Baylor that people can look up yeah. and um, get a chance to see. Because people got to know who he is. Because when people talk about the Laker greats, somehow his name gets left, you know. Only, only the players say it. Yeah. Only the Laker greats mention yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But... Um, I'm actually excited. I'm actually excited to go edit this and then add some of those <laughs> clips that I find because um, this is dope. I think when we hear about guys, when we hear from the OG like Coach Jones or if I hear from you about players that I didn't get to watch that you did growing up, it reminds me that nothing is new. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you just build upon it, yeah. right? Because if you hear about what he was doing, and how it was innovative during that time and everything else. It's something that we have seen before, but he was the foundation of it, yeah. to grow upon it, to know that Kobe got his pull-up game and everything from Elgin, right? And then the next generation get whatever they get from Kobe, that's Tatum, you know, she's paying his tribute and so on and so forth. But it's important to go all the way back and see where yeah. it starts. Yeah, yeah. see, I'm glad you said that because People see, seem to think that like, like Kyrie, I think probably is the best finisher for mm. an undersized guard. And that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot over AI and, yeah. and Zeke. But people are like, 
this is the first time that's been done. Can you imagine, say, having to guard or get a chance to see Earl the Pearl Monroe 30 years ago? And see, that's a that's a name that we got to bring back to the the ones you don't know about. Right. Because you bring up Earl, you know, Spike Lee say that's Black Jesus. Right, right. <laughs> right? And I've seen some clips. I've seen him with the fro playing with his chain on, on the spin move and everything. But it's really a segment that, that deserves some more knowledge because Earl of Pearl, I, I mean, let's stop right there because we're talking about nicknames. Yeah. Earl of Pearl? Right. What? That's that's one of the most fire nicknames I've ever heard. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Yeah. So, right. so I while Coach Jones was talking, I, I I just made a note. We do have to do a segment on the NBA versus the ABA. Mm. People don't know people like like Lamelo Ball, right? You know, it had the the video of him getting out of like a green Lamborghini truck. He has some, yeah. you know. That's what the A they did that every night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's back in the day. Yeah. Like where it was first. Yeah. You know, it was um, how can I say it? Like culturally incorrect. <laughs> you know, people just didn't mm. didn't didn't see minorities balling like that. Balling like that, you know, driving up in Rolls Royces and stuff like that. That's a that's a dope era, because this is where we talk about basketball and culture. Yes. That's the black exploitation movie era. Yes. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. Like that, all that super fly, all that goes together yes. to where it's like, just like now, you're talking about shoes, talking about commercials, branding or whatever. Hip hop, yes. culturally, it goes along with basketball. Like it grows together. Yes. Like wherever we put our imprint on, yeah, we'll definitely get, yeah, get you, to that. You have a good, because you're in the fashion and yeah. in, the, in the music and hooping. You'll love that era. Yeah, that era is crazy because that's the Isley Brothers era. <laughs> like, all that energy in there. We'll we'll have some dope pitches. That'll be for another time. But um, shout out to Elgin Baylor. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take my time and try to find some things for that because that's that's perfect right yeah. there, right? That's something that we got to have in there. But um, Fallen Soldiers, the ones you don't know, um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Let's make sure we do our history in check. What came before us, yep. you know, so we can know where we're going next. Um, respect the game. Respect the game. Respect the game. BTG Nation, again, thank you for locking in. That's the end of part two. The fallen soldiers, the ones they didn't know about, man. Elgin Baylor, a real goat. Make sure you go back and check him out. Stay tuned as episode 23 drops with our third part of the series, Life Coach. Dropping soon.